Welcome to the Yoga at Home podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Klaus, owner and director of Inner Spring Yoga. This class was recorded live at our studio in New Albany, Indiana. You can learn more about me at my website, carrieklaus.yoga, and learn more about our studio or join us for a live stream class at www.isyoga.me. Before beginning this or any other new physical activity, please consult your, your healthcare provider. Enjoy your practice. All right, so no one has any injuries tonight. This is our 90 minutes uh, vinyasa class. So we'll um, be together for an hour and a half and we're gonna flow and do some hip opening tonight um, is what we're gonna focus on in our class tonight. But we're gonna start down on our backs. So if you want to recline down and find a comfortable place to be. So if you aren't comfortable with your legs stretched out, then go ahead and bend your knees and rest your feet down on your mat. You could take your feet wide and your knees together, or you could take your feet together and your knees wide. So find what works best in your body. And then just take a deep breath in through your nose. Oh, and while we're outside, open your mouth and just let your breath go. It feels good, doesn't it? We, we missed that in our yoga practice. Let's do it one more time. A deep breath in. And sigh it out. Let it go. And then just allow the lips to gently touch together. And the breath flow in and out through the nostrils. So on Monday, um, we started discussing a concept that's called dharma. In Hinduism, dharma is one of the four aims or the four goals or pillars of life. And dharma means your life's purpose. It means living a life with meaning or living in such a way as to be useful in the world. So to get us thinking about this idea of living a life of meaning or purpose or being useful, I wanted to briefly share a passage um, from a book that I love and actually read from quite often. So most of you um, know this book already. Um, it's called The Most Important Thing by Adi Ashanti. And this particular teaching is called, What Are You in Service To? What am I in service to? This is one of my favorite questions. It is an awakener. It is an awareness practice and an honesty practice. It's one of the big questions up there with what am I giving myself to? What is my life about? Who am I? And what is God? If we're not asking these bigger questions, we tend to sleepwalk through life, skimming the surface and acting and reacting from entrenched points of view and patterns of behaving. 
service is not a strictly spiritual idea or ideal. Part of the human experience is to serve and give back. To be human is to help in some way and to nurture the well-being of others. One of the beautiful things about service is that we are simultaneously taking part in the well-being of ourselves. This points to something essential about service. When it's done from a sense of wholeness, when it comes from an overflow and a sharing of our own inner abundance, it's enriching and life-affirming, not only for us, but for anybody involved in whatever we're trying to serve. So as you begin to deepen your breath, perhaps into the ujjayi breath, if that's part of your practice, begin to invite in a sense of wholeness, a feeling of abundance. And if in this moment you find that difficult, you might instead silently repeat a positive affirmation. Like, I am whole, or I am full, or I have everything that I need. Some way that you can begin to connect with your own sense of wholeness. And then as the breath deepens, you can slowly start to move the body, fingers and toes, maybe circling the wrists and the ankles. If your feet are together and your knees are wide, use your hands to help the knees come together. If your legs are stretched out long, go ahead and bend the knees. Bring the soles of the feet onto the mat. Let the feet go a little bit wider than the hips, maybe all the way out to the edges of the mat. And then uh, drop both knees together to the right and both knees together to the left. And as you let the knees fall right and left, just let the pelvis rock back and forth with the knees. So you bring a little bit of movement into the hip joint, a little bit of rotation into the low back. And you might even start to turn your head from side to side in the opposite direction. So as the knees go to the left, turn the gaze to the right. And as the knees go to the right, turn the gaze to the left. And then see if for the next couple of breaths, you can coordinate this movement with the breath. So breath and body are moving as one complete or whole 
units. And then the next time that the knees come towards the um, ceiling or towards the sky, go ahead and pull both knees up towards the chest. Hug them in close, rock a little from side to side. Take a breath in and then as you exhale, squeeze the knees tight. You might even lift the forehead to touch towards the knees. And then just a little pulse with the breath. So when you inhale, release that squeeze and make some space for your belly. And then when you exhale, squeeze tight. And then just continue to pulse like that and note the sensation or the feeling of expansion and contraction. And do one more breath like that, squeezing on an exhale. And then on the inhale, stretch long, reach the arms up overhead, feet go to the end of the mat. You can point the toes or reach through the heels. And then just another breath or two, stretching long here, really open through the sides of the waist. It's been a fairly nice and cool day, but if you've accumulated any heat throughout the day, you can start to feel that heat escape through the sides of the body. You might even arc a little bit from side to side. And take one more breath in, stretching the full body out long. And then as you exhale, let the right knee come up towards the chest. You can take the hands down and hold in front of the shin. And just squeeze that right knee in as you reach the left leg forward. <laughs> just another breath or two here. And then let the left hand fall away and begin to make some circles with the right knee. So these can be outer circles or inner circles, whatever feels best in your body. And when you feel ready, you can change the direction of the circle. Or you can alternate with the breath, a big external circle with one breath and then a big internal circle with the next breath. And as you're circling, just start to notice the space in your hip joint. In Sanskrit, the word for space is akash or akasha. And it means like space in between something, not space like outer space. So just start to notice the akash or the space in your body. And then when you've circled both directions a few times, hold the right knee with the left hand, and then roll all the way over to the left side. When you're ready, open into a twist, the heart turns towards the sky, the right arm reaches to the right side of the mat, and then you'll pulse just a little in and out of the twist. So when you inhale, you'll release out of the twist just a little, the right shoulder floats up, soften the spine. And then as you exhale, deepen the twist and let the right shoulder get heavy. And just small little pulses with the breath, just a time or two. And then when you feel ready to settle into the twist, heavy in the right shoulder, broad across the front of the chest. Gaze can be to the left, to the ceiling or sky or to the right. 
And then for a few breaths here, just feel your breath kind of spiral up and down the spine, as if the breath is like a vine wrapping itself around the spine on the way up, and also on the way back down. Take one more breath in and out. And then inhale and roll all the way to the left side again. And on the exhale, roll onto the back. And take both hands around the right thigh and inhale to extend the right heel straight up towards the sky. And then as you exhale, re-bend the right knee. So we're just warming up some of the big major joints before we get moving. Extending the knee and flexing with the breath. And then the next time that the right heel reaches up towards the sky, bend the left knee, bring the left foot onto the floor. And then as you bend the right knee, externally rotate the hip and take the right ankle just above the left knee like a figure four. Take the palm of the right hand to the right inner thigh, keep the left foot on the floor for now, and we'll pulse again with the breath. So take a breath in. And then as you exhale, press that right knee away. So pressing into the inner thigh, get a little bit more external rotation. And then as you inhale, just release that pressure. Let the knee rock in just a little. And as you exhale, just as much effort as you can, press the right knee away, feel the right hip externally rotate. And then release that pressure, let the knee rock in. One more time, press the knee away. And then keep the knee pressed away as you inhale, Pull the left knee towards the chest. You can hold on behind the thigh or in front of the shin. And then just rock a little bit from side to side and feel into the right hip. So as you rock from side to side, you'll notice that the focus of the stretch changes a little bit. You might find a place that feels really interesting or where the sensation is really strong. If you do, you might choose to breathe there. And when you decide to stop and breathe, see if you can reach the tailbone towards the front end of the mat. So the low back starts to arch a little bit away from the floor. And that will even intensify the stretch in the right hip even more. Take one more breath in. And then on the exhale, releasing the left foot down, let the right thigh slide all the way across the right, uh, left thigh. So the thighs are touching, legs are crossed like you're sitting down in a chair with the legs crossed. And then bring both knees towards the chest. Reach down and hold the right big toe with the left hand and hold the left big toe with the right hand. And then like you're tying a knot in your shoelaces, pull a little bit from side to side and see if you can bring the shins parallel to the floor. So the shins are parallel and the knees are stacked. And then just like you did in the figure four, reach the tailbone 
towards the top end of the mat so that the low back arches away from the floor. And take another breath in and out. And then as you inhale, release the toes, uncross the legs, place both feet on the floor. And with the breath out, pull the left knee towards the chest. And then inhale to stretch the right leg forward. And just a breath or two in and out. And then allowing the right hand to fall away and begin to make big circles through the left hip joint. Just take your time, explore what's there. Again, feel into the akash or feel into that space. You might even start to notice things bubble to the surface as you feel into the space. Make sure you take that knee around in both directions. And then when you're ready to move into the twist, pull the left knee in, hold left knee with right hand and roll all the way over to the right side. And then opening the heart towards the sky, allow the left arm to stretch over to the left. And then just a few pulses to work deeper in the twist. So as you inhale, just soften up on that left shoulder a little, let it float away from the floor. And then as you exhale, you can start to press that left shoulder back down towards the floor. And pulsing with the breath, inhale to release a little. And exhale to open. Once or twice more with the pulsing. And then when you're ready to hold here, let the left shoulder get heavy. Gaze can be to the right, straight up, or all the way over to the left. And then the breath is spiraling up and down the spine, just like a vine growing up. And then winding its way back down. Take one more breath in and out. And then as you inhale, roll again to the right. And exhale to come onto the back. Thread the hands behind the left thigh. And then inhale to extend the left heel straight up. And exhale to bend the left knee. So just slowly exploring all of the big joints here. And just really pay attention to how your body feels tonight, how it wants to move. And then once or twice more, and with the left heel reaching towards the sky, 
bend the right knee, bring the sole of the right foot to the mat. And then bend the left knee towards the chest and externally rotate the hip, ankle to knee, or um, yep, ankle to knee. Left hand to the inside of the left thigh. And then with the breath, those little pulses. So exhale and press the left knee away. And then as you inhale, just release that pressure and let the left knee rock back in. And just flow a little with the breath, pulse, and release. And whenever you're ready to hold here, press the left knee away. Try to hold that external rotation, pull the right knee to the chest. A little bit of a rock from side to side can change the focus of the stretch. And then if you find a place where you'd like to pause and breathe, try to reach the tailbone towards the top end of the mat. Let the low back arch just slightly away from the mat. Take one more breath in. And then releasing the right foot down, slide the left thigh all the way over the right. Pull both knees to the chest, reach down and hold the left big toe with the right hand, right big toe with the left hand. And then like you're tying your shoes in a knot, pull from side to side and see if you can lift both shins so that they're parallel to the floor. So with the lifting and the pulling, you should start to feel a little bit of a deeper stretch on the outside of the left hip. From there, you can reach the tailbone towards the front end of the mat and arch the low back away from the mat. Take one more breath in. And then as you exhale, release the feet, uncross the legs, hug both knees to the chest, a little rock from side to side or around in circles and then coming to hands and knees, either rocking up and down the length of the spine or rolling to one side or the other. And as you come up and over to your hands and knees, go ahead and stack your hips above your knees and your shoulders above your wrists. And then just begin with the cat and cow motion, linking the rhythm of the breath to the rhythm of the body. And then as you're flowing through the cat and cow motion, if you'd like to make this a little bit more swirly, hips going from side to side or the spine arcing from side to side, just go ahead and make it your own. But however you move, see if you can move the body and the breath in sync with one another. Just another breath or two. If you're doing anything circular or side to side, make sure you go in both directions. 
And then if you like to have blocks for lunges, go ahead and move blocks to the front of the mat. And when you're ready, press yourself back into downward facing dog. And as you come back into downward facing dog, just alternating, bending one knee and then the other. Shifting the hips a little from side to side, wagging your tail. And then as you settle into stillness, take one full deep breath in and really fill the container of your torso. Expand the torso in all directions, belly, chest, low back, upper back, all expansive. And then as you release that breath, lift through the pelvic floor, tuck the chin, hold the breath out. And then on the breath in, Release and look forward. Come all the way forward to the plank pose. And on the exhale, we'll lower all the way down to the mat. Slide the forearms forward, elbows directly beneath the shoulders, setting up for the sphinx pose. And then press the hands down and pull back, rolling the shoulders back, lifting the heart, breathe in. And breathe out. And inhale. And exhale. One more breath in. And then tuck the toes under. And start to pull the navel towards the spine. So your lower ribs lift away from the floor. The pit of the belly lifts away from the floor. You might stay right here. You might even begin to lift the fronts of the pelvis away from the floor. Again, you could stay right here, just engaging into the core or press into the toes, lift the thighs away from the floor, come into the forearm plank pose, breathe in. Breathe out for one. Inhale, reach back through the heels, the whole body strong. And exhale for two. Breathe in. On three, the fronts of the thighs lower down, the hip points lower down. On the inhale, pull back through the hands, lift the heart, stretch the front of the body. And then exhale to lower all the way down, slide the hands beneath the shoulders. <clears throat> On the inhale, press up to the hands and knees. And then tuck the toes and exhale, Send the hips back and up slowly, downward facing dog. As you inhale, raise the right leg back and up. You can pause here, reach up through the toes or the heel and just stretch that right leg long or bend the right knee and take a little twist here, opening the hips to the right, stacking the hips and reaching the knee up towards the sky. Take one more breath in. And then square the hips as you exhale. Look forward in between the hands on a breath in. Take the right foot forward in between the hands. If you need a little padding under the knee, slide a blanket in and then exhale, lower the left knee down to the mat. And if you're using your blocks, go ahead and grab your blocks. And as you inhale, we're gonna shift the hips back, straighten the right leg. Then exhale to lunge forward. And then with the breath, as you're flowing back and forth, just feel the movement get a little more dynamic each time. 
So the hips can go back a little further and then they can sink forward and down a little bit further. Working into both hip joints. And then the next time you inhale, take the hips back so that they're directly in line with the left knee. And then to straighten the right leg, you might need to slide that heel forward. You can take the hand to the floor or a block directly beneath the left shoulder and bring the right hand into the right hip crease. And then as you inhale, pull straight back on the right hip, dig the heel in, reach the heart forward, and then as you exhale, start twisting to the right. The right hand can stay on the hip or inhale, reach the right arm up towards the sky. And exhale for one. The right heel digs down as you pull straight back through the right hip and breathe in. And out for two. Then inhale. And on the exhale, let the right hand float all the way down. If you're using your blocks, just grab the block again. Breathe in, dig that right heel in, pull back through the right hip, reach the heart forward. And then exhale to slide the right heel back, plant the foot on the mat and re-bend the knee. Coming back into a low lunge, as you inhale, reach the arms out and up overhead. And then grab the left wrist with the right hand and exhale as you take a side bend to the right. Breathe in. Breathe out for one. Keep lifting up and over with that left arm. And exhale for two. And breathe in. And out for three. And then inhale to lift the torso up, reach up, look up. And exhale to fold forward, hands to the floor. Tuck the left toes under as you inhale, lift that back knee up, look ahead. And then exhale to step back into downward facing dog. On a breath in, raise the heels, come forward to the plank pose. For the first round, let's lower the knees. Draw the navel back, press the floor away, Breathe in and just really feel the core strengthening up here. And then shift the shoulders forward in front of the fingertips and on the exhale, bend the elbows straight back as the heart reaches forward. Point the toes, inhale, as you sweep the heart away from the floor, press into the, um, the tops of the feet and lift the thighs. And then exhale to roll over the toes and lift the hips. On the breath in, left leg stretches back and up. You can keep that leg long and reach up high to the sky or exhale and bend the left knee, twisting to the left to stack the hips. Take a breath in, reach the left knee to the sky. And then exhale to extend the left leg and square the hips. As you inhale, step the left foot in between the hands. Draw a blanket in beneath the right knee and exhale, lower the right knee down. And then if you're using blocks, go ahead and grab your blocks. Flowing with the breath as you inhale, press the hips back, straighten the left leg. And then as you exhale, sink forward into the lunge. And just follow the breath into a more dynamic movement with each breath. 
So in yoga, we often use language that indicates we're creating space. We say things like make more space or even create space. But yoga actually tells us that we're not making space at all. The space is already there. And what we're doing is cleansing that space or clearing it out. So as you're rocking back and forth, if you feel tension or you feel tightness or you feel some stagnation, just remind yourself that the space is there and that you just need to clear some of that stagnation out of the space. The next time the hips rock back, stack the hips above the right knee. You can slide the left heel forward to straighten the leg. Take the right hand to the floor or a block directly beneath the shoulder, left hand to the left hip crease. Press the left heel down, pull back through the hip as you extend the spine, and then exhale and start twisting to the left. If it's helpful, you can keep the left hand down on the hip to remind you to pull back or stretch the left arm up to the sky. And exhale for one. Breathe in, the left heel digs in as you pull back through the left hip. And exhale for two. Breathe in. And then as you exhale on three, circle the left hand back down to the floor or a block. Take one breath in, reach the heart towards the left big toe. And then exhale to slide the heel back, re-bend the knee, come into the lunge. As you breathe in, lift the torso, reach the arms up. Grabbing the right wrist with the left hand, exhale, take a side bend to the left. And then with each breath in, reach up and over with the left hand. Breathe in. Out for one. Inhale. And exhale, two. Breathe in. And breathe out for three. And then inhaling, reach both arms up. As you exhale, circle the hands down to the floor, tuck the right toes under, inhale and lift the right knee, and then exhale to step back, downward facing dog. As you breathe in, raise both heels, come forward to plank pose. Exhale, pause here. Take a breath in, press the floor away, firm up the whole body. And then as you exhale, reach the heart forward and bend the elbows straight back, move forward and down as you breathe out. Inhale to raise the chest, lift the thighs and the knees, upward facing dog. And then roll over the toes and lift the hips, downward facing dog. Breathe in. And out for one. Inhale. And exhale for two. And breathe in. Let that breath go for three. And then look to the hands on an inhale and with the breath out, slowly bring the feet forward to meet the hands. Keep the hands on the ground or slide them to the shins, lift and lengthen the spine. And then as you exhale, soften the knees, let the spine round forward, let the head be heavy and just feel the head pulling the spine down in traction. Just note the space between each vertebrae, releasing any compression 
that you may have experienced in your spine over the course of the day, standing and walking, being upright, compresses the spine. So when we get upside down like this, get a little inversion, we can start to reintroduce the space between the vertebra. Take one more breath in and out. And then press into the feet. And on the inhale, rise all the way up to stand. Stretch the arms out and up overhead. Exhale to bring the hands together in front of the heart. And breathe in, reach the arms out and up overhead. And exhale to fold forward. Inhale to lift halfway, lengthen the spine. On the exhale, plant the hands in step or hop plank pose, the top of a push-up. Breathing in in plank pose, lowering the knees or keeping them lifted. And as you exhale, bend the elbows straight back as you lower down, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. And exhale to press back to downward facing dog. Then breathe in. And out for one. Inhale, exhale two, and breathe in, and breathe out for three, and then inhale to look towards the hands, and as you exhale, bring the feet forward to meet the hands. At the top of the mat, inhale, lengthen the spine, and exhale to fold forward. <laughs> And as you breathe in and rise all the way up to stand, grab the left uh, wrist with the right hand and exhale, take a side bend to the right. Inhale to reach up, switch hands. Exhale, take a side bend to the left. Inhale, reach up, clasp the hands into a fist. Exhale, take the gaze up as you arch back, squeeze the glutes. And inhale, come all the way up to stand, releasing the hands in front of the heart, exhale. Inhale to reach the arms down, out and up. And exhaling to fold forward. Inhale, halfway lift. And exhale to plant the hand step or hop plank pose. Inhale in the plank pose, draw the navel back, press the earth away, feel the whole body engaged. And then as you exhale, keep that full body engagement, bend the elbow straight back, chaturanga. Nice and strong, good. Inhale, upward facing dog. And exhale to raise the hips, downward facing dog. Breathe in. And out for one. Inhale. And exhale, two. And breathe in. And out for three. And inhaling to look ahead. Exhaling to bring the feet forward to meet the hands. At the top of the mat, lift and lengthen the spine on a breath in. And breathe out to fold forward. As you inhale, come all the way to stand. Grabbing left wrist into the right hand and exhale, lean to the right. Inhale all the way up to stand. Switch hands and exhale, lean to the left. 
Inhale as you reach up, make a fist above the head, look up. Exhale, squeeze the glutes, arch back. Inhale all the way up to stand. Exhale to release the hands in front of the heart. One more round, just like that. As you breathe in, reach the arms out and up. Exhale and fold forward. But inhale, halfway lift. Exhale to step or hop back, plank pose. Inhale, engage the whole body. And then with that integration, exhale, bend the elbows straight back, reach the heart forward. Inhale to the upward facing dog. And exhale to press back to the downward facing dog. Breathe in. And out for one. Inhale. And exhale two. Breathe in. And out for three. And then inhale to look ahead. And exhale to bring the feet forward to meet the hands. At the top of the mat, lift and lengthen the spine. Inhale. Exhale and refold. And as you breathe in, come all the way to stand. Stretch arms out and up, grabbing the left wrist with the right hand. And exhaling to lean to the right. Inhale through center, switch sides. And exhale, lean to the left. Inhale through center, make a fist, look up. Exhale, squeeze the glutes, arch back. Inhale, come all the way to stand. And then exhale to release the hands in front of the heart. Come into Tadasana or the mountain pose. And just take a moment here. You can close the eyes or soften the gaze and pause. And just notice how you feel after moving your body for a little while now. Notice how you feel in your body. Notice how you feel in your head and your heart, if anything has changed or shifted from the beginning of the practice. And then shift a little bit more weight into the left foot. And on the inhale, bring the right knee all the way up towards the chest. You can take the hands down and just hold on to that right knee. Inhale as you draw the shoulders back over the hips. So you want to stand up tall, press down through the left foot. And then as you exhale, you're gonna put a little bend in the left knee, like you're sitting back into chair pose. Then we'll externally rotate the right hip, come into the figure four, crossing the left, uh, sorry, the right ankle above the left knee. And as you inhale, arms can stretch out and up. And exhale to bring the hands in front of the heart as you sit back. Breathe in. And breathe out for one. Inhale, exhale two, sit back a little bit further, good, breathe in, and out for three. And then as you inhale and come to stand, pull the right knee to the chest, exhale to step the right foot back for warrior one. Left knee is bent, stacking over the ankle. As you inhale, reach the arms out and up overhead. Exhale, one. Breathe in and out for two. Inhale. Exhale for three. And then as you inhale, you're going to spin to warrior two, facing the back of the mat. 
So the right foot's gonna turn to the long edge of the mat, left foot spins, uh, sorry, left foot to the long edge of the mat, right foot to the back of the mat. So you're in warrior two facing the back of the mat, breathe in and out for one. Inhale. Exhale two. Breathe in. And breathe out for three. Take the left hand to the back of the left thigh. Flip the right palm to the sky. As you inhale, keep a bend in the right knee. Reach up and over the head. Reverse warrior. Exhale for one. Inhale. And exhale two. Breathe in. And breathe out for three. Inhaling to come back up through warrior two. On the exhale, reach out past the right toes, coming into the extended side angle pose. Take the right hand to the floor or onto a block on the instep side of the foot. So you're on the arch side of the foot with the hand. And then sweep the left arm beside the ear. Reach from the left heel out through the left fingertips. Breathe in. As you breathe out, see can deepen the lunge in the right knee. Let the hips sink down. Inhale. And exhale for two. Breathe in. And then as you breathe out on three, we're going to sweep the left hand all the way down next to the right hand. So both hands are on the instep side of the right foot. Spin the left heel up. You're facing the back of your mat in a lunge. And then as you exhale, you can keep the back knee lifted or lower it down. And if it's available, lower all the way down to the forearms and the elbows in the lizard pose. Squeeze the right knee towards the right shoulder and breathe in. Out for one. Inhale. And exhale two. Breathe in and breathe out for three. If the elbows and forearms are on the ground, inhale, lift up to the palms of the hands, tuck the left toes under. As you exhale, press through the left heel to lift the knee if it's lowered. And then inhale, we're gonna walk the hands around to the middle of the mat and spin the right foot so that it's parallel to the left. So you're in a wide leg fold facing the long edge of the mat. Inhale and extend the spine long. And then exhale to fold forward, prasarita, parottanasana. Hands can stay down on the ground, or you can walk the hands out to hold the big toes or reach the outer edges of the foot or the ankles. Breathe in and extend the spine long. And exhale, release the head to the mat for one. Breathe in. And out for two. Inhale. And exhale for three. And bring the hands beneath the shoulders on the inhale, lift and lengthen the spine. And then exhale to bring the hands up to the waist. And as you breathe in, come all the way up to stand. And then exhale, turn the left toes to face the front of the mat again. 
And as you inhale, the right foot's going to step all the way up to meet the left. Exhale in Tadasana or Mountain Pose. And as you breathe in, shift a little bit more weight into the right foot and pull the left knee towards the chest. You can take the hands down and hold on in front of the left shin. And then stand up tall, shoulders over the hips. Inhale. As you exhale, you'll put a slight bend in the right knee. Externally rotate the left hip. Take the right ankle above the left knee. Then inhale to reach the arms out and up. And as you exhale and bring the hands in front of the heart, sit back. Breathe in. And breathe out for one. Inhale. And exhale two. Breathe in. And breathe out for three. And then inhale, begin to lift the torso to stand, pull the left knee up to the chest. As you exhale, left foot steps back for warrior one, spin the heel down. Then inhale to reach the arms up, right knee is bent, stacking over the ankle. Exhale for one. Breathe in. And out for two. Inhale. And exhale for three. Then spinning to the back of the mat as you inhale, turn the right foot to the long edge of the mat. Turn the left toes to the back of the mat and open into Virabhadrasana two. Exhale for one. Breathe in. Breathe out for two. Inhale. As you exhale on three, take the right hand to the right thigh, turn the left palm up, stay in the lunge. As you inhale, reach the left arm up and overhead, reverse warrior. Exhale one. Breathe in. And out for two. Inhale. And exhale for three. Holding that deep lunge in the left knee. Inhale, come back up to warrior two. And then exhale to reach out and down. The left hand comes to the arch side of the left foot on the floor or a block. As you inhale, sweep the right arm beside the ear. Reach from the right heel out through the right fingertips. Inhale. And exhale for one. Breathe in. And out for two. Inhale. And then as you exhale on three, circle the right hand down to the floor, setting up for the lizard pose. The right heel spins up on the inhale. Back knee can stay up or down. As you exhale, start to bend the elbows, bring forearms and elbows down to or toward the floor. Squeeze the left knee towards the left shoulder. Inhale. And exhale for one. Breathe in. And out for two. Inhale. And exhale for three. Rising back up to the palms of the hands on the inhale. Right toes are tucked under. On the exhale, press through that heel, lift the knee. 
And then inhale to walk the hands around to center, turn the feet parallel to each other, lengthen the spine, and exhale, fold forward. Breathe in. And breathe out for one. Inhale. Exhale, two. Breathe in. And let the breath go for three. As you inhale, press the hands down, lengthen the spine. Exhale, hands to the waist, press the feet away from each other. On the inhale, come all the way up to stand. And then turn the right foot out towards the front end of the mat. On the exhale, the left foot's gonna step all the way up to meet the right. And release the arms to the sides, Padasana or Mountain Pose. As you inhale, sweep the arms out and reach up. And exhale to fold forward. Inhale, lift the torso halfway, lengthen the spine. And as you exhale, step or hop the feet back into Plank Pose. Inhale, as you reach back through the heels, reach the tailbone towards the heels. And then draw the navel to the spine. Inhale, press the floor away. Exhale for one. Inhale, feel the shoulders integrated, the core integrated. Exhale for two. Breathe in. And on three, lower all the way down. As you inhale, flow forward through an upward facing dog or cobra pose. And then exhale, tuck the toes and lift the hips, downward facing dog. On the breath in, stretch the right leg back and up behind you. And then as you exhale, bring the right knee towards the right wrist for the pigeon prep. So the knee comes to the inside of the wrist. Point the left toe straight back, slide that left leg down the length of the mat. If you'd like to fill in space between the hip and the floor and you have props handy, fill that space in. And then inhale to extend the spine, so lift the heart first. And then as you exhale, walk the hands forward and fold forward. And as you're taking a few breaths here in Pigeon Pose, Kapotasana, just notice again, as you did in the beginning, what starts to bubble up to the surface. So yoga says that all this space is already in our body. And what we're doing with asana practice or the pranayama practice is kind of um, scrubbing that space clean, right? We're getting all the gunk out of the space. That's why yoga feels so good in our bodies. Breeze up the space that's already there. So yoga says in that space, particularly in the space between the cells, is where our subconscious or unconscious um, memories lie. Where our unconscious or subconscious feelings and emotions lie. That's why when you move through yoga practice, sometimes you get surprised. You're like, oh, I feel really angry all of a sudden. Or sometimes you feel really um, elated and joyful and it feels like there's no reason why. Well, the reason why is because yoga is starting to move some of that stuff out of hiding. 
bring it up to the surface where we have to look at it and deal with it. And just take another breath or two here. And when you're ready, start to walk the hands back. And then you can tuck the left toes under, lift the hips back and up into downward facing dog. And then as you alternate bending one knee and then the other, as the right leg is straight, see if you can press the right heel down and lift up a little bit more through the right hip. So see if you can feel that there's more space there now. And then when you're ready, the left leg lifts back and up. Looking towards the hands and bringing the left knee in towards the left wrist. Take your time for a few breaths to set up. So slide that right leg back, fill in whatever space you need to fill in. And then extend the spine first. And as you fold forward, let the belly reach forward and then the heart reach forward. You can come down to the forearms and the elbows or rest the forehead down. And then again, you just might notice that some things start to bubble up to the surface. It seems a little bit like a, a contradiction, but it's letting these things, these subconscious memories and feelings and emotions, either from sometime in this life or if you are of a belief system that um, adheres to reincarnation, even all the memories from your past life are stored here. But what seems like such a contradiction is that as these things sort of bubble to the surface and we get an opportunity to bring them into the light and look at them and deal with them and let them go, it's that letting go that makes us feel more whole. So actually getting rid of some of these subconscious or unconscious feelings and thoughts and emotions and memories, even uh, ancestral memories. It all lives here in the Akash, in the space. Just take another breath or two. When you're ready, hands can walk back. Tuck the right toes under and lift back and up into downward facing dog. And then just as you walk it out or wiggle your tail, <clears throat> see if you can notice a bit more length, a bit more space in the left leg. And then lift the gaze and look towards the hands. And slowly walk the feet up to meet the hands. As you inhale, lengthen the spine long. And exhale to fold forward. 
And then as you breathe in, come all the way to stand, reach the arms out and up overhead. And exhale to bring the hands together in front of the heart. So let's start with the hands at the waist. We're gonna shift more weight into the left foot. And again, bring the right knee towards the chest. So we're coming back into that standing pigeon pose, bending the left knee, crossing the right ankle over the left knee and sitting back as if you're coming into chair pose. So this might be enough for you tonight. Your hip might already be telling you that this is good and there's plenty of stuff coming up to the surface and you don't need any more. You can stay right here. You might bring the hands together in front of the heart and start to fold forward a little bit more. You might even be able to bring the elbows down to rest on the right shin. But your body might allow you to go further and bring the hands all the way down to the floor. If the hands come all the way down to the floor, one of two options, you might like to straighten that left leg more, reach the heart forward and then fold forward, just in a standing forward fold. Or if the hands reach the floor, you might like to bend that left knee a little bit more, come all the way down into a squat. Left heel might reach up off of the floor. You could be here, or you could plant the hands underneath of the shoulders. See if you can hook the right foot on the outside of the left elbow and the right knee on the right elbow. Take the gaze forward, reach the heart forward, and then squeeze the left heel towards the left hip, coming into a flying pigeon pose. So it's like the crow pose and the pigeon pose and chaturanga all mixed together. Take one more breath in and out. And then since we're all in different places, we'll come out kind of in different ways. But as systematically as you can, follow your breath all the way back up to standing and releasing the right foot next to the left. Take a breath in and out. And then shifting more weight to the right foot, the hands can come to the waist. Lift the left knee and then bend the right knee. Cross the left ankle at the right knee. Again, this might be good for you, just sitting back, stretching through that left hip. Hands might like to come in front of the heart. Maybe folding forward, forearms and elbows to the shin. Maybe taking the hands all the way down to the ground. You could straighten that right leg, lift the hips into a standing forward fold, or bend the right knee, come all the way down into a squat. If you come down into the squat, try taking the hands underneath of the shoulders and see if you can hook the left foot on the right elbow, the left knee on the left elbow. Just like in crow pose, take the gaze and the heart forward, start to tip the weight forward. And then as you balance the weight over the hands, squeeze the right heel towards the right hip in the flying pigeon. Take one more breath in and out. And then with your breath, systematically, coming all the way back up to standing. As you stand, release the left foot down. 
find Tadasana or mountain pose. And then breathe in and reach the arms out and up. And exhale to fold forward. Inhale to lengthen the spine long. And exhale to plant the hands, step back to downward facing dog. You can pause here, go right into child's pose, or flow through one more round of chaturanga, up dog, and down dog. And then we'll all meet up in balasana, the child's pose. So with our practices, we're finding the space that's already there. Clearing away, finding space. And in that finding space, developing our sense of wholeness or abundance. As we start to clear all of those um, memories and thoughts and feelings and emotions, we start to discover all of this space. we realize how much we already have. And Adya Shanti says, that when we show up in the world, when we serve, when we act from this place of wholeness, when we share our abundance, our life is more enriched. And the beauty of it is that it's not just our life that we're enriching but the life of everyone who's involved in whatever we are in service to. So the practices of yoga are designed to lead us into our dharma, into our life's purpose. They're designed to help us live a meaningful life. As you inhale, you slowly start to bring yourself up to seated. And if you like to sit on a blanket, go ahead and um, get things set up for that. If you don't have a blanket, but you'd like to lift your hips and you have a block, blocks work too. You just want to get the sitting bones on the edge of something if you like that sensation. And let the front of the pelvis tip forward. So we'll stretch the legs forward and let the front of the pelvis tip forward. So you're closing off the space between the hip points and the fronts of the thighs. And then take a breath in, lift the chest, roll the shoulders back. And on the exhale, start to fold forward. 
you could reach the hands down, hold shins or ankles or feet. And if you like, you can stretch the spine long, reach the heart forward. That'll stretch the backs of the legs. We've already done that quite a bit tonight. If you'd rather stretch the backside of your torso, make a little bit more space in your spine, you can tuck the chin towards the chest and round forward. Just be mindful of your spine. If you have bone density issues like osteopenia or osteoporosis, just trying not to round too much. Don't want to put too much pressure on the fronts of those vertebrae. Just invite in a little bit of softness. Breathe across the top of the upper back. Feel that space in the upper back. One more breath in, folding forward. And let the breath go. And then inhale and come all the way back up to seated. So we're gonna stretch across the front of the body just a little bit. You can do this one of two ways. You can keep the legs stretched out, take the hands behind, fingertips point towards the feet or out to the sides or you can bend the knees and lift into the reverse tabletop pose. So we're gonna press the hands down either way, lift the seat up. The legs will either be stretched out long in the reverse plank pose, or the knees will be bent with the feet on the mat in the reverse tabletop pose. And then try not to worry too much about how high the hips are getting today, but really press the hands down and lift the chest and stretch across the fronts of the shoulders and the front of the chest. Take one more breath in, and then lower the seat down. If you're on a blanket, go ahead and let the hips fall in front of the blanket, move it off to the side. You can bend the knees and bring the soles of the feet on the mat. Make sure you have some space behind you and that there's nothing back there that you'll hit your head on. If you wanna um, invert in the waterfall pose, make sure that you have a block that you'll be able to reach when you get down. If you wanna invert in the shoulder stand and you need props for that or you use props for that, make sure you have those. And then when you're ready, make your way all the way down. And then once you're down here, just take your time to set up your inversion. Okay, so there's no need to rush. We have plenty of time. You're gonna get plenty of time here. You're gonna get a counter pose and we're still gonna to get to roll around a little bit before Shavasana. So take your time, decide what works best for you. Be very mindful about how you are setting up your inversion. While you're here for a few minutes, I'm gonna continue on from Adyashanti's teaching, what are you in service to? He goes on to say, when I think about service, I think about my first teacher, Arvis Justi. 
In my 20s, I became interested in Zen Buddhism through a book I read by Alan Watts. I can't remember which one it was, but at the time, in the early 1980s, Watts was a popular writer and one of the first people to bring Eastern spiritual teachings to the West. His book led me to one by Ram Dass, Journey of Awakening. In the back of that book was a directory of spiritual and contemplative centers throughout the United States. At that time, there were few Zen monasteries or temples or yoga retreats, so this list fit on a couple of pages. Nowadays, a list like this would take up volumes. One of the centers mentioned was the Los Gatos Zen Group, which was about 15 minutes from where I lived in Northern California. I was over the moon. I had no idea what this group was or anything about it, but I telephoned and I talked to the woman who became my teacher, Arvis. She gave me directions to her place in the foothills of Los Gatos. And even though it was near my home, the location seemed obscure and I got lost a few times on the way. When I finally arrived, it was a house. I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think I was expecting just a regular old house. I wasn't sure if I had the right address, so I checked and I rechecked. Finally, I got out of my car and I walked up the driveway. A small note hung on the door. It said Zazen, and it had an arrow pointing toward the back of the building. I knew that Zazen was the Zen term for meditation, so I figured this must be the right place. If you're in shoulder stand and you'd like to move through any variations like the plow pose or Karni Padasana, you can take those variations. If you've got your hips lifted on a block and you'd like to take the legs wide or you'd like to lower the heels and stretch the legs forward, you can take those variations. I walked around to the backyard, I climbed the stairs and I arrived at some sliding glass doors at the rear of the house. The whole thing was so unusual. A woman in her late 50s or early 60s opened the back door and I saw another sign. This one said, please remove your shoes. So I kicked off my shoes and I looked up at the woman to find out what to do next. All she did was just stare down at my shoes. I stared too, and then I realized how haphazardly I had just kicked them off, one on top of the other. They were not placed with attention or mindfulness or care. I received her silent message. I reached down and arranged my shoes neatly next to each other, and then she smiled really big and she said, welcome. I received a full teaching from Arvis in those first awkward moments. When she drew my attention to how carelessly I had treated my shoes, she gave me my first lesson in what it, was, what it means to be aware, to be present to everything instead of just to a few chosen things that you consider important. It's all about paying attention, about being extraordinarily conscious of what's happening inside you and all around you all at the same time. It was a wonderful, complete teaching that still speaks to me decades later. 
take a moment and slowly begin to lower all the way down to your back. Just remove any props off to the side. And as a counter pose, you can stay on your back and move into fish pose, Matsyasana, with the hands beneath the hips, lifting onto the forearms and elbows, lifting the chest. If that's not good for your body, you can roll over and practice the Sphinx pose, which is essentially the same thing, only on your belly instead of on your back. So do what feels best in your body. Get a little bit of a back bend, a little bit of extension in the neck. And then whenever you're ready, slowly start to lower down. Hug the knees to the chest. You can rock a little bit from side to side or around in circles. If you need to add a twist here at the end of your practice, you can take your favorite twist. If there's anything else that you need to do to make this practice feel whole and complete in your body, do those things now. And then when you're ready, start to settle towards Shavasana. And if you are not comfortable resting on your back, you can roll to one side or the other, rest on your side, or you can roll all the way over onto your belly and rest in a, a, a prone version of Shavasana, stacking the hands and resting the forehead down or turning a cheek one way or the other. Just make yourself really comfortable. I meditated with Arvis that day, and I kept coming back. Over time, I saw the great amount of devotion and service that she offered. She opened her house to complete strangers for more than 30 years. Her living room was set up for meditation. Black cushions laid out on top of black mats and a small bodhisattva figure at the front of the room. Everything was understated and simple. Arvis cleared her schedule every Sunday, and she prepared a talk. She didn't ask for anything at all in return. I was impressed with her quiet, humble way and the tremendous, tremendous strength beneath her humility, a reservoir of clarity and wisdom, of a more awakened way of seeing and experiencing. I will never stop reflecting upon the great devotion Arvis had to serving something that was important, something that she loved. When she first started to offer teachings at her house, she would sit down after preparing everything and nobody would show up. Still, she wrote a talk, set up her meditation room, and opened her house every single week, week after week. Sometimes, out of compassion, her husband would sit with her, but mostly she sat alone. She continued to do this for an entire year without a single person coming. 
that's dedication. What service to the Dharma, to the teachings? Not being in service to how many people appeared or to numbers or to any other normal measure of success, but just doing what she felt called to do. After a whole year, one person came. And for the next year, it was Arvis and that one person. They sat together each Sunday morning and Arvis gave her talk to an audience of one. As word slowly spread, more people arrived until sometimes she would have 15 or 20 people filling up her living room. Her dedication was a great teaching for me. It touched my heart because it spoke to what service is. The willingness to put ourselves in a position of giving, to be an embodiment of what we're dedicated to, and to put our life, time, attention, and energy into the most important thing. Even when Arvis was sitting in her living room alone, she was in service to all the people who might show up in the future. Many years later, I ended up being one of those people. Arvis was willing to serve the Dharma quietly and humbly. She didn't need the temple or the robes or official ceremonies. Although when it came to the Buddhist teachings, she could be extremely direct. There was no messing around with Arvis, and you could see her dedication to the truth. Arvis spent more than 30 years carrying on a lineage of truth teachings as her teacher Roshi and his teacher Yasutani and his teacher's teachers had done for more than a thousand years. These were people who served what they loved. From her point of view, even when sitting alone, she had great company, a long lineage of teachers. In the present moment, we are all serving in our own way. We are all a part of a lineage. Whether we want to or not, we're all passing something on and we're all affecting one another consciously and unconsciously. But don't just ask yourself what lineage you come from. Inquire into your lineage going forward. What are you contributing to? What are you serving?
just begin to deepen your breath. If you're comfortable where you are, you can continue to rest on your back, but if you'd like to start shifting and moving or change your position, you can do that now. Real service is a humble energy. It's looking for where you can serve the thing you love. Asking yourself, how can I participate in what I love? How can I be a loving expression of what I love? Not in a perfect way. You can disappear in a lot of self-judgment if you look at it through that lens. But how can you be of service in aspirational, small ways? There's another way of looking at this. When Arvis silently directed my attention to how I had placed my shoes, she gave me a glimpse of how being in service to one thing is reflective of how I am in service to everything else. She demonstrated the importance of not dividing the world into these things that are worthy of my attention and those things that aren't. People sometimes say to me, well, you're a spiritual teacher, so you get to serve all the time. Imagine if the only time I was in service was when I was on stage in front of a bunch of people. That would be extremely limited. It would make me a performer. And my dharma would be an act, something I didn't do in the rest of my life. I teach because my teacher asked me to because I was called to do it. And so I do it joyfully, even when it's challenging or when I'm tired or when I'm getting on another airplane and I'm gonna be away from home. There's a reason behind all of this. I'm serving something that I see as truly valuable. However, that's not the only avenue for service for me or for anyone else. Much is in the moment-to-moment -moment unfolding of human life, the encounters with the world around us, the way we place our shoes when we take them off, the way we interact with the next person that we talk to or the next situation that we're in. During those moments in your life, ask yourself, what am I in service to? When we're serving the qualities of life that we consider most valuable, there's a fringe benefit. We tend to be far happier when we're in service to the things we love than when we're just trying to acquire more of the things we love. We are never in as much joy as when we are engaged in the well-being of others. That's one of the beautiful things about serving, along with the possibility that someone or something else may benefit. I find myself in a real state of gratitude and appreciation for anybody who's ever been in service to me or to something important, like Arvis was for all those years. That gratitude allows me to do what I do. It fills me with a wonderful feeling, an inspiration. So ask yourself, what am I in service to?
Take your time. Slowly start to rise up to seated. As you come up to seated, you can rest your hands in your lap or together in front of your heart. Bowing the wisdom of your head towards the wisdom of your heart. I'd like to leave you with a mantra tonight. It's called the Maha Mrityunjaya Mantra. In Sanskrit, it says Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandim Pushti Vardhanam Urva Rukamiva Vandanam Mrityor Muksha Ma Mrita. This mantra nourishes our supreme essence. It fills us with abundance, it frees up that space, and it helps us live our Dharma. So may each of us find what we love and be in service to that. The divine in me sees and honors the divine in each one of you. Namaste. Thank you all so much for practicing with me tonight, here at home, later with the recording. As always, if I can answer questions, let me know. And uh, just a reminder that on Friday evening, I'm leading a yoga nidra. It's a virtual event, so you can get in your jammies and like cuddle up and practice your yoga nidra and be ready for bed as soon as it's over. Um, that'll be at, um, I think it's at 6.30 on Friday. It's all, all the information's on the website, so you can check it out there. Thank you.